welcome to another episode of Backstage, the Bachata podcast where we invite artists to share their experiences, thoughts and passions on various topics. My name is Jan. And my name is Lucy. So today we are here with Isabella from Melbourne. And we're going to be talking about a really great topic, um, one we all know of, but we don't really talk about it almost as though it's kind of taboo. And it's setting boundaries. And like I said, we all know it. We all do it to a certain extent, whether we do it consciously or unconsciously. Some do it more than others. But why don't we ever discuss it? I'm not so sure. And that's why I'm so excited that today's episode is dedicated to this topic, which is basically a vital basis, not only for dance, but also in life. And I'd like to welcome Isabella. Hello. 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 Thank you for hello, having hello. me, guys. Yeah, thank you for joining us and making the time in your uh, day. <laughs> How are you? And uh, tell us I, a bit about yourself. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> my name is Isabella McCrill. I am a bachata sensual dancer and a teacher as well. Um, I am based in Melbourne, Australia, and I always, basically all my classes usually focus on boundaries and safety. And that's like my, my core, just where everything stems from. Um, yeah. And I just, I've got backgrounds in different dancing, like jazz, ballet, lyrical, contemporary. I was a competitive wow. figure skater for a while. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I did Latin American, um, like ballroom dancing, and then I found bachata and it won my heart. So here we are. Wow. <laughs> wow. Cool. That's yeah. incredible. That's a, a whole <laughs> list of, <laughs> I know. of things. So uh, when did teaching safety and boundaries become the focus of your classes and maybe even like mm. a passion to teach? Yeah. So um, what happened was... I, I have scoliosis in my spine mm -hmm. and I had, you know, I was seeing the chiropractor maybe two to three times a week because it was that bad. And um, I just kept on having issues basically with spinal health and getting injured over and over and over again in um, just social dancing and classes and everything because I didn't know A, how to protect myself and B, how to set those boundaries and how to say no. Mm. Um, yeah. And so I was just, I figured out how to navigate that. And then I thought everyone, everyone has to know this. Um, yeah. Cause otherwise it's, everyone's going to get hurt. <laughs> I just want to prevent that. Mm. Cool. I mean, there are, there are obviously, I mean, there's, um, there's a physical aspect that you mentioned, mm. like about getting, mm -hmm. getting hurt. Um, yeah. but, uh, I mean, I mean, boundaries is uh, like, there, there's another aspect to that yeah. as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so um, I started to kind of dive into with physical boundaries and then going down to the levels of like mental and emotional boundaries and things with just being uncomfortable and for, uh, something as simple as saying no to a dance. Mm. Yeah, like I, I find there's this really big stigma Um and around professional dancers and really good dancers and then beginner dancers as well. Beginner dancers I find aren't told that they can say no yeah. when they first learn. Yeah. Like I've yeah, they just they go, Oh no, I can't I can't say no. And that's that's not an option. 
and then um, professional dancers and and high level dancers, there's a stigma, and if if you do say no, they're like, oh, that that dancer is stuck up because they say no to people, and it's it's kind of I find I want to battle that stigma um, to create just this like really comfortable place because you know dancing is meant to be a safe safe space and you you come there to be able to express yourself and enjoy your movement and freedom of movement um and then when that's blocked by feeling i guess a pressure to say yes to everyone or not have your voice heard that's when it takes that safeness of the space away from you and just makes it somewhere where it's a little more dangerous. Yeah, and for mm-hmm. beginners, I mean, that's also quite difficult. As in, you don't really have a benchmark, like what is exactly. what is acceptable or, exactly. or, and what is not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like how you put that because um, obviously you can set boundaries in different ways. And what you're talking about now was mainly like a verbal one, like a verbal mm-hmm. cue. And I feel we're definitely with the beginners, but also just, maybe even later on when you're an advanced dancer an immediate um, intermediate dancer you just have a problem of saying no because you feel like you'll come across as rude or Mm. um mean or you just feel uncomfortable that they're gonna judge you that you said no and i think that's a whole problem that you know that a lot of people face and they just don't know how to deal with that Mm -hmm. exactly yeah like uh it's it's such a shame when, um, you know, boundaries like verbal. So we're on verbal boundaries at the moment, but when verbal boundaries get turned into just this being rude or something that is taken as with offense, um, when in reality it's just about the person who is saying no. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah, what I love to teach is just simple things when we when we go beyond the um the verbal boundaries and we go to the physical boundaries. Things like your own space. Yeah, like you know, you know when you're dancing whatever dance style you're dancing, there is, you know, your space and their space and then the hands will go in the middle and even in like the closest hold there is still your space, you know? Mhm. And there's little tricks that you can do where you, you know, tense up your frame a little bit as just like a, hey, this is as close as I want to get. And I feel like, especially with a, a lead and a follow dance, that um, I guess asking of permission isn't always there. Um, so, yeah, just say you were in um, open hold and you were going into like central position or something like that. Um, I feel like when we, when we start out, we're not given a, a cue that says, hey, I don't want to do this. Like oh, I'm happy to dance here. I'm happy to be like dancing with you, but I just don't want to be this close right now or we've been here for so long I'm uncomfortable now. Yeah. So I think it's um, a lot of it is like a, a sense of, trust that you can create with your dance partner whether you met them five seconds ago or whether you've known them for a while you know you can um just really like learn to read each other's bodies and understand 
this is where I'm comfortable and this is where I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy just when you say mm. like you need to build the trust even with someone that you just met five seconds ago. I think exactly. a lot of people outside of the dance team would be like, what? That's not possible. Like trust yeah, is built over time <laughs> with experience. <laughs> and here we are going, yeah, yeah. You have uh, you meet someone, you're like, hey, okay, let's dance. And then <laughs> into a position, you're like, okay, well, where are the boundaries? How are we going to, mm. usually it's non-verbally actually. Mm. How do you show yeah. that? How is it okay? Don't take it personal and don't see it as more than just me going, oh, I just need my space right now or like a no rather than like a, oh, I don't like you or something about your dancing. Cause it's never really even that personal. It's not an attack, but I feel exactly. like a lot of people take it as an attack, mm. um, which is kind of unfortunate actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To me, it's kind of a skill, like, uh, uh, like coming from Definitely. a leader, leader's perspective, it's like mm. part of your skill set as a lead is to figure out like, yeah, what is my, my dance partner comfortable with? And, and I think over time you can figure that out within seconds. I think it's just, uh, yeah, you, you need to be able to read cues on like, yeah, like the, yeah, non, on a non-verbal basis. Is, is that something that you teach to, to leads or is it leads and follows? Because when we, when we think about like, yeah, um, um, figuring out the boundaries of the person that I, with the, mm. uh, of the person that I dance with to, to me, the default is, okay, I think it's the leader's, um, responsibility to, to figure that out. But is there an another side as well? Yeah, of course. There, there is always another side. Like, um, so an exercise that I absolutely love running is you just hold each other in um, closed hold, and you close your eyes and you breathe and you synchronize the breath. But you can feel, I yeah, when you close your eyes and you really feel that sensation, you can feel a sense where your bodies sink and relax mm -hmm. versus when you're kind of out of sync or just not fully relaxed there. And I think that that feeling of that softness and that relaxing sensation is what has told, like your bodies have told each other, this is okay and I'm ready now. Yeah, and so um, I think what's what's really, really important is dance whether whether you're dancing salsa bachata kizomba whatever you're doing partner dancing is an immediate form of intimacy mm -hmm. so it's it's just this immediate sense of of closeness of touch and it can be it can be so so beautiful but it is also can be very very invasive so yeah. you know um so with yan your question there like when you have the leads and you bring them to do some form of isolation and you're in close hold, you know how sometimes the follower can just get her legs just right in between you and just like clutch on like a, a koala, koala. Mm -hmm. that's an Australian yeah, thing. Yeah. 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 And that can be super, super invasive because that's, you know, she's now um, invading your space and your, um, yeah. like, what, what you're trying to do. And it just, it just kills, it kills everything because there's no sense of 
hey, like you just crossed my boundary. What the hell do I do? Um, yeah, so I usually like to teach spaces, basically, like understanding where your space is. And obviously, you know, like depending on what position you're in and depending where the dance is taking you, the space changes, but it's this kind of mutual um, understanding of where that space is at any given mm. time. Mm. Yeah, and it's quite interesting because I'm wondering, it might be a really silly question maybe mm -hmm. to a certain extent. When you ask to some, like someone, how do you determine your own boundaries? People are going to be like, oh, well, you just know. But is there a way, like, a way to determine your own boundaries? How to mm, distinguish between this is really what I don't feel comfortable with, even though it may be accepted in the community or whatnot but you don't want to follow them or like, oh, this is what the community does. Let me do it because that's what I should feel comfortable with because everyone does it. You know, like, I think there's even that sense where you're like, well, they all do it. They all feel comfortable. I should too, but maybe mm -hmm. I don't. And then, yeah, how does one go about that? How do they determine, okay, these are my boundaries and I'm going to stick yeah. to this and communicate yeah, I, it? I think, um, so what I love, I'll get to that in one second, mm -hmm. but what I love about dancing is you can learn so much about yourself and about your partner and about just the way you dance is the way that you almost interact with life. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've got to follow who doesn't want to give in to the lead, um, they might have control issues outside of the <laughs> dancing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then if there's a lead that like, really struggles to communicate what he's trying to do it could be communication skills but it could just be a sense of um assertiveness and leadership that that's lacking there and um with knowing your boundaries and understanding what is okay and what isn't i find it is it is a journey of um learning you're not going to going to just go into it and go like this is what I want. This is what I don't want. Like, this is a, like, yeah, like it's hard to find that, but I think your body tells you. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it just feels wrong. Or if there's a place that you just know, like, you know, you don't want to be touched there, whether it's just, you don't want someone's hand like below your shoulder blade, you know, or you don't want to be in central position or you don't, want to dance with someone for more than three songs in a row <laughs> you know, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I feel like it's an inner sense in your body and it's a very yeah. similar sense to when someone crosses your boundaries outside of dance as well like when you maybe have been taken advantage of or someone is just doing something that doesn't feel right to you that sensation that you kind of experience of that that sensation in your stomach or when your throat tightens up or you just don't feel right is the same to understanding where your nose are in dance as well. I'm not sure if that answered your question. But <laughs> no, it did. It's yeah. really nice because I don't feel like there is a clear-cut answer for this and mm -hmm. I really like how you're connecting um the setting of boundaries like in dance, but also with the outside life of a person, you know, the individuality that comes into it because it's 
you're coming in as a person with a character, with a personality that's very individual to you, with your own strengths and weaknesses, which you also, I, I can understand people take that into their dance, even not mm. knowingly. And yeah. then that setting boundaries, it is an important topic because it, it like you said, it, it's in both, you know, not just dance, but also the outside world. And, and I think finding out your boundaries is just very difficult for everyone. Um, mm. At one point or another, you're just unsure if you're comfortable with something you're like, am I comfortable with this or not? Yeah. And then try find out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I really like that. I really like how you intertwine, put everything together. I'm not yeah. really sure but, right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By, by that definition, learning how to set boundaries in dancing might also lead to understanding how to set them in life mm. in general. Exactly. Or maybe people that struggle with setting boundaries in life will also struggle with setting them in, in dancing. Yeah. 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 Like, um, that, that's a really good point, especially with people who, who struggle to set those boundaries. I've had, I've had students and friends that, um, they'll come up to me and they'll be like, Oh, just, just help me. I don't, I don't want to dance with this person, but mm -hmm. I just, can you just dance with me right now? Cause I just, I just need to run away rather than saying, Hey, I'm not comfortable. Maybe another song or, Hey, I don't actually want to. So how do you think or how does one learn to feel comfortable once they know their boundaries and they're like i this is my boundary how do you think you learn to feel comfortable to set that boundary without having to explain yourself mm, yeah so i think um within that you need to be comfortable in your decision first of all like mm -hmm. ignore the the third party out there like ignore that the person is receiving that no but be okay with actually saying no yourself and then when you go into it um it's being sure on yourself but it's understanding that you saying no has nothing to do with the other person it is literally just what you feel comfortable in this moment right now with and it's like if you can understand yourself that it's nothing personal to the person and you're not doing it with the intent of I'm hurting you because I don't like you. you know? <laughs> yeah. like, when does that happen on the dance floor? Um, exactly. Yeah. And then I feel like people are always like, oh, would you like to dance? And then you're like, no, not right now. I'm, I'm really thirsty. I'm going to go get a drink or my feet hurt. It always is followed. The no is yeah. always followed. At least yeah. I've noticed this by follows. Mm -hmm. It's always followed by, but why? Like, no, but because. I think, I think it's because of the fear of confrontation. And, and, yeah. and I think that's not only related to dance. I mean, mm -hmm. and like, let, let's take dating, for example, right? Like if a, if a girl is rejecting a guy, like oftentimes maybe they're not being straight up about why that is the case because they are afraid of the reaction that they're gonna gonna get so they just make something up and it's mm. it's yeah it's easier and more convenient to yeah take a like a workaround instead of facing it but then you're actually not solving anything because you're just yeah postponing that the solution mm. maybe then that guy is coming back in three weeks because he, he didn't get the, the cue the, that the clue that you know maybe he doesn't understand it and i think it's the same in, in, in dancing, but I can totally understand why it's 
and uh, I think that's for followers, uh, especially for for women, especially why it's, yeah, why why they choose the the route to say, oh no, sorry, I'm I'm thirsty instead of saying, oh no, actually I think you're like leading is way too forceful, mm. for example, mm. you know. Yeah, so um, I think, especially just from a follower's point of view, um, saying no, you know, either without a reason or saying no honestly is is super super important because if you again, like as you said, you're postponing the the next question yeah. again and again and again, like hey, I'm just I'm thirsty. I'm gonna gonna go over there and get a drink. <laughs> you're gonna drink a lot that evening. <laughs> gonna drink I'm every gonna single go over there. dance. <laughs> Um, sorry, one second. <laughs> Speaking of drinking. <laughs> um, but yeah, like in, if you said no with the reason of that lead is too rough or, um, that lead is too invasive or you, um, you're just not ready to dance with that person. Um, like I challenge you to actually say why or to not say why at all but not make up an excuse Mm -hmm. because i think a lot of the reason behind it the fake excuse is just a fear of hurting the other person or a fear of rejection again Mm -hmm. um but you'd be surprised at how no thank you is received I I can tell you like I haven't received any any lead that goes oh well oh okay well oh well you you suck <laughs> they go okay and they move on <laughs> you know because it is just a dance like you know they're not they're not they're not asking to marry you. <laughs> no. no and I mean I guess often an excuse. I mean, unless you're really going to go get a drink or you really are tired at that moment, like that can happen. But I feel like often maybe the excuse that no thanks, I am or "Mm," Mm. can be more easily taken personally than saying no, thank you. No, like I think the opposite or the third party can be like, oh, she doesn't want to dance with me because Mm. because you gave because they'll be like, oh, that's just an excuse kind of a thing. Maybe. I don't know. I feel yeah. like that could be easily taken like mm-hmm. as the worst option, even though we think we're being polite, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you, you, yeah. you. I think the, the, the best, but also the hardest way to go about it would be, I mean, of course you're not obliged to give a reason why you don't want to dance with, no. but I mean, if you are able to give a reason and mm. I mean, yeah, respect. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I, I turned dances down, uh, of course, with like we excuses, have. but because I was just too afraid to actually say, you know, what I thought. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I think we've all been there. <laughs> of course, mm. I think like girls like twenty five times as much as guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I've been there as well. But f- exactly for these reasons that we're talking about, you know, being afraid that they would judge me or think I'm mean or I don't know. And I was just too afraid to maybe say, no, thanks. Your leading's a little rough or I'm not feeling like spinning through the songs like nonstop or I don't know. Cause I was too afraid to do that. And I've had that in the beginning as a beginner, but I've even had that like less, but I still have it, you know, 
well, I'd like to say now, but yeah. last okay, year. So, so, so let's, let's take a step back and, 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 and like try to understand how can we get to a point where that doesn't happen, right? So, yeah. And so as a question for you, Isabel, like if, as, as a leader, like what are signs that my dance partner feels uncomfortable, for example, mm. right? Like, like I said before, I think my personal opinion is that that's a skill, but maybe that doesn't come as easy to, to, to everyone, right? Mm. Yeah, so body language is huge, 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 huge. And the amazing thing about dancing is you do have that contact with someone. And I find when someone is uncomfortable, they just switch off, especially, you know, for a leader trying to read a follow, she's going to switch off, whether she just completely loses her frame and becomes what you might think as lazy or just mm. not attentive anymore or she might just stiffen up and not do a thing and I think it's registering that and registering just that change in behavior because it it can be subtle it can be dramatic and then taking a step back and you know you can even ask hey are you okay or or you can just come out and do some easier moves or some moves that just feel nice and relaxing to see if that changes anything. Yeah, because I think, you know, even something like eye contact, I mm. feel like to recognize someone has just gone, oh, I don't like this or this isn't okay, it's always just a change in behavior. Mm-hmm. They might be, you know, smiling and then suddenly no smile. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or they might be making eye contact with you every <clears throat> every couple of seconds and then nothing. And she's looking like she's looking at a friend in the other corner of the room, like send help. But yeah, it's just like an immediate change. Mm-hmm. Um and almost less warmth because I feel like, you know, as a lead, you you can receive so much warmth and like happiness and awesome chemistry mm. with the person you're dancing with and then suddenly that can switch. Like have you ever experienced that? I think that's a question for you, Jan. <laughs> I'm not sure if like I experienced like a little like switch, uh, a follower switch off completely, um, but um I mean, I mean, you notice like things that, that like you say, um, in Bachata Central, for example, I think uh, everyone likes to dance sensual in, in a different way. You know, everyone is comfortable with sensuality and in, in different levels. Mm. Um, so I've definitely experienced, like I, I start dancing and I do my, yeah, like maybe the, the first move that is sensual and, and then you can tell like, okay, this is not something that she's comfortable with. And um, then, yeah, there is a, a response that you can read in her in her body. Like, yeah, maybe can't be like maybe she gives you like a look of like, okay, this is not <laughs> like this is not how I dance with. And then, okay, then you you adjust your dancing, and then okay, all right, let's dance a bit more modern or let's dance a bit more uh, Dominican in this song, even though that's not how I would interpret it. But clearly, she's not comfortable with doing like something more um, sensual. And and then there's uh, the other thing is I think the, the the range of a follower, let's say like the the, the level, right? Um, can be as simple things as or not simple but like uh things like uh, waves for example or or isolations um 
where where clearly she is not comfortable to go like as 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 max as maybe as I'm used to dancing with 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 other um, followers. Mm-hmm. So there, I think, yeah, it's it's uh, it's tough to explain how you can read these cues as a lead. It's just you need to pay attention to your follower you need to be in the moment and you need to the, the the second you start dancing you have to be present you have to be there and you have to pay like all your attention should go into the the, the follower and yeah that that's that's how you build up a good connection but that's also how you can prevent yeah making her feel uncomfortable hard to explain wow yeah what about you lucy have you ever either experienced a lead change his behavior immediately or have you changed yours because you're not comfortable i mean i've changed mine i've given i've had definitely dances where i gave nonverbal cues you know either that little nudge like they're getting too close then you just kind of go oh and put all your like arm power <laughs> into there just kind of like mm, maybe a little space or, you know, they're going for a dip and I kind of resist or don't dip as far as they'd like me to just because I don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. and safe that they're going to hold me and I'm, I don't trust them um, at that moment that mm-hmm. they will. Or, you know, they want you to do, I don't know. There's, I mean, definitely there's been moments like that. Whether if the lead hasn't felt comfortable, I really can't recall where I felt like the lead mm-hmm. is giving me a kind of like, oh, get off of me i, I don't think know. you would have I, noticed i think I, exactly because i don't think i koala but that's because <laughs> let's just say that, <laughs> i don't think that because i'm someone who doesn't want to unless i know the person i don't necessarily need to go super intimate like on you know mm. it's kind of more like a an introduction like hey non-verbal introduction like hey this is me nice to meet you oh that's you mm. okay great and you kind of go into the dance following the dance you know the the song how it's built, right? You have the slow introduction, which is kind of more relaxed, kind of build it up somewhat. And then you see where it goes. You see what their level is, what their style is, and you just kind of try to adapt. I don't think I've ever had that, which is interesting. I think I'm going to be thinking about this for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> have you? But, oh, um, I just want to quickly touch on oh, yeah, go the, the conversation that you were just talking about, like between, you know, when you start start slow and then you're like hi this is me hi this is me like that I think that's also like a point where boundaries are really subtly communicated whether you know or not like because you get that um you know the the lead is testing like hey can she do this hey can she do that Mm. like where's the level here and her body is telling him yes or no you know so like if we like that's you know the the most basic 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 level of boundaries of just understanding what can your body do and yeah. what can we do with this song um yeah um, okay so with guys <laughs> um any leads that i personally i haven't experienced a lead getting uncomfortable or quickly just changing or deciding i don't want to continue this dance anymore <laughs> Um, but I do have a couple of, (laughs) thank God. (laughs) Um, no, but I do have a couple of friends who, who leads and they, um, they've come to me after and they've just been like, I wish I could have walked out halfway through that song because Mm. I was so uncomfortable. Um, 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you have, have you had that experience before? Well, I, I think I just want to quickly touch on something. I, I think the, the reason why it happens less to leads or guys is because we are just more in control. I mean, if, if I have a koala that is dancing with me, well, the solution is very simple. I'm just not going into close position anymore. Yeah. But as a, as a follow, that's not an option. I mean, if there's something or I mean, it's just, it's more difficult. Um, yeah. To, to answer your question, it, it happened to me, but maybe not in the ways that like you would expect. I mean, like I said, if there's a koala, I'll just not Push go into close position and the, and, the, and the problem is solved. And I'm not going to ask them to dance again um, because, yeah, that's not <laughs> what I like to be dragged down. Or, um, I mean, then there's things like, um, yeah, dips, for example, like followers that really throw themselves at you and like, wow, finally, it's my time to shine. And yeah, they just lead themselves into a dip. Um, the solution there is also, well, yeah, don't, don't lead tips or, or <laughs> dance on the brakes in a different way. <clears throat> um, that works to a certain extent. What is, um, yeah, what, what, what I mean, that's personal choice, but what is, um, more disturbing or like annoying to me is, uh, when uh, that happened more in salsa, I have one really bad, mem like a bad experience. There is this one woman and she was a bit, uh, like older and I mean, clearly she enjoyed dancing on salsa music but maybe partner dance was not the best choice for her as in she just goes completely crazy and does like things on her own so for example <laughs> like um i will never forget that we were it was like a small local social and we were dancing salsa and you know the music is getting a bit more like uh you know it, it starts to peak it's salsa it's, it gets wild and then i was in open like we had an open hold and you know it was just uh yeah, a bit giving everyone a bit space to do their own things, but still it was being led. We were not being like solo. And then what she did is she was leading herself into a split and she would do the split in between my legs and she would just like go down on me. So her what? head was basically, yeah, in between my legs and she would do a split and that just happened out of nowhere. And then she came up again and I was just like, oh, okay, what just happened? Like this, <laughs> this is this is yeah it's weird but, I'm but then again she managed what, to do that like lead herself she, into she, it she didn't what to lead yourself into that i'm really impressed i'm really curious how but. yeah well she just she just uh, i mean we were having an open hold and she was just using my hands and then to i mean to go down she doesn't need my hands but then to pull herself up obviously she needs my hands so out of nowhere she just goes into a split for like a split second and then pulls herself up again um but uh, I, I think the reason why this stuck wow. with me so much is because i didn't have any control over it right mm. and uh, and that's probably how it is for a follower as well and, and that's why these things weigh so much <laughs> heavier um in, in in all other instances i have control over it you know koala don't do close position uh, girl that throws it at yourself with dips don't do dips problem solved but with this one there was no solution like she was <laughs> forcing herself and me into that and that just made me like yeah wow what just happened and it, it could be dangerous as well i mean what if my posture is not great in that moment and she pulls myself as she pulls me like to the front or like a, i don't know i crack something in my back or whatever um yeah that was uh safe to say that i didn't ask uh, her again and made sure to avoid her as well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never shared that story with anyone <laughs> there's always a first that's interesting but then I'm wondering, because Isabel, from what you're saying, um, you know, you the guy or the leader uh, has to learn how to 
listen to verbal and nonverbal cues, you know, pay attention to the follow during the dance. But I'm wondering how can, because it seems like they have to practice during the dance, but is there a way for leaders to practice otherwise? I know it's a weird question, but, you know, practice makes perfect. The more you practice, the better you get at it. But are there different ways that you can improve the skill set? Perhaps? Mm, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think when, when trying to practice this, it definitely needs to be done with some sort of partner. Um, but I think, um, you know, to make a dance safer and to make a dance more enjoyable for the follow, like it's practicing creating trust and and an understanding of who you're dancing with because then you will be able to like read and understand like what they're doing um i'm just trying to think of a way that you can practice that i think for me it's understanding how to how to have that conversation like i i view dancing one song is like writing a novel Mm-hmm. If you, you know, you you don't want to start the book like and then they're eating dragons like and then they're flying in the air and it's crazy because like you you don't know where the story is. Like you, who are these characters? Who's Josh? Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so you want to start start the story, start the novel with introduction and that's like a dance, you know. You start it with um something slow and something where you're just figuring out who you are who I am and how how we work together and then you build the story yeah you like start to build with the more things that you find out and the more characters you introduce aka dance moves that you introduce and (laughs) (laughs) you understand like you know it's like this little roller coaster and then you're in the middle of the song you're like man this is amazing like this is what we know and this is what works and we're doing that and then like the song ends and starts to end and you just then come closer to like the middle and you're like this is how we how we finish that and then the song is over so i think for leads it's a matter of practicing creating that um story yeah um i don't know i love it when I love it when people like making what do you call these analogies? They're great. <laughs> They're so great. They get me so excited. Like when you well, start going, so oh, it's a story. I'm like, yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> so you gotta learn how to make story. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, because then like um <laughs> when you sorry, I have notes here. That's why I keep looking down at my phone. Um <laughs> but <laughs> um like when you create when you create boundaries, boundaries. Wow, we're gonna cut that one out. Boundaries. Um, <laughs> when you create boundaries, you create trust, and when you create trust, you create you you become relaxed and you become loose and you become yeah you, you know you communicate properly. Like imagine here's another analogy for you. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, imagine because dance is a language and you can speak this language across the whole entire world. Like if if you guys speak verbally a different language, we can still dance together and that's that's awesome. Definitely. Um 
but you know imagine meeting someone for the first time and just yelling at them and being like hi this is my name like how are you (laughs) um and that's that's terrifying that's that's not fun (laughs) no (laughs) no um and imagine starting a dance like that you know with all these rough moves all these crazy moves like hi nice to meet you dip like (laughs) yeah like (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then you know meeting someone for the first time and you you're just whispering you're like hello this is um this is my first time dancing actually and uh, i have no idea what i'm doing you know (laughs) and they're like sorry what what are you saying what what's this (laughs) so like it's it's understanding you know you communicate with each other so loud and clear on the communication and cues guys (laughs) yeah exactly like (laughs) because it is a language and the better you get is purely because you're like understanding how to speak it better. I love this so much. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I think there's also like choice of words, for example, as well. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Don't whisper, don't yell and choose your words wisely, kids. Yeah. Don't swear <laughs> at them. God. <laughs> oh, so nice. Yeah. No, it's, it's a nice way to put it. it just puts things mm. in a different perspective each time. And um, I think that's what it's about. And I think that's how people learn how to set their boundaries, how to feel like it's okay to, and just mm. know also what their boundaries are. Yeah. Because if you don't, it's not going to be pleasant. I guess. Exactly. And then again, like that's when you start to get hurt, whether it's like yeah. you're emotionally just like not okay after that dance mm. <laughs> or you are physically hurt, like, you know, with yeah. just, yeah, you, you need to, Understand I think that's that. a that, that's a big part big part as well. Like thinking mm-hmm. about what happens like individually if we don't set boundaries, um, or like enforce them, but also yeah. what happens like on a on a bigger scale. Like uh, I mean, and that goes beyond dancing, right? What happens in a society to a society where, um, yeah, you you're we're unable to 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 set and enforce our boundaries. I think that can become quite quite dangerous. Yeah. So like I think it's really you know so one of the most simple boundaries is just saying no. Um, but imagine I find people have trouble with saying no because what's the consequence of saying no? Oh, I hurt the feelings. I hurt this person's feelings. I, um, they never danced with me again or like they talk rudely behind my back. You know, that's, that's what the mind goes through if you say no, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But what are the consequences of saying yes if you don't want to, you know? And especially, yeah, especially like in dance, um, dance is an amazing safe space to be able to practice things like boundaries because nothing bad is going to happen to you if you, if you don't want to dance that one song, but it can help you later on when you aren't on the dance floor and you're with your with your partner or you are out at work or something and Mm. you already can like build that confidence at dance saying no when it doesn't work for you yeah so it's like a less scary version of understanding how to how to lay down a boundary and how to stick to it (laughs) yeah yeah and what do you because it is so important what do you think should change or should be done in general in in the dance scene 
among all dancers in order to improve, you know, clean boundary setting and safety and feeling okay and yeah, all of that basically. Mm. I think there's there's two levels to it. There's education and then there's the way a no is actually taken. Because first the education side of it like I think you know every class should start with hey if you don't feel comfortable dancing you're welcome to sit down or on the social floor if you don't want to you can say no like I don't hear teachers say that enough Mm. um and that's for leads and followers and I'm not I'm not just talking followers like leads you know you'll sometimes either get someone to asking you to dance and you just don't want to or you just are welcome to sit down if you don't if you just want to stop for a bit, you know. Um, so I think it's it's huge a huge job for teachers to actually just like verbally say, "Hey, boundaries are a thing. Let's let's practice them." Um, and then when it comes to the actual like real life social floor behavior, I think it's down to especially the person receiving the boundary to not take it personal mm-hmm. because it really it really isn't about you it is about the person who is saying no and if you can if you can truly understand that that isn't isn't an issue and it's not your i guess problem then you shouldn't have a problem i guess receiving that no no mm-hmm. i think it's going to take quite a lot this to mm. change um yeah but i like how you said education first mm. by getting people to consciously understand it's fine and it like you said nothing to do with them maybe it can be person's tired person has an health issue maybe even you know they're not comfortable with the speed of the song because they're still learning um yeah, it can, it can literally be anything. They're having a bad day. They don't like the song can also be maybe a reason. Mm. Uh, bad connection to a song, you know, memory-wise or experience-wise. So I don't know. Um, and I wish people would talk about it more. I really do. Uh, both I'm just wondering, where does, it, where does it come from that you take another person's boundaries, like, personal you know like is it is it because i i don't think about it that way you know it's like you say it's about them it's not about me but i'm pretty sure yeah for a lot of people that might not be the case so like now i'm wondering why is that like is it an ego thing is it like oh mm-hmm. she she like she yeah if we stay in the in the male female thing like yeah is does she not like the like my like how my sensual style mm-hmm. or where where does that come from like i, I don't understand like uh, I, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm thinking is it an ego thing like is it a male ego thing <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I think, just yeah I think it is an ego thing and I don't think it's a male ego thing. Like I, yeah. I think women, cause you know, I've, I've asked plenty of guys to dance and they've said no. And especially when, when I was learning and when I wasn't, I was probably just like, you know, beginner, improver, intermediate level. And I'd ask guys to dance and they just like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> and um, I think it is an ego thing because you get the only reason why you take it personally is if there is a part of you that believes that there is something to say no to 
-hmm. whether it's an insecurity if you don't feel good enough, whether you don't actually like a part of your style or, Mm. yeah, I think, yeah, like to, to take something personally means that there's deep down a part of you that genuinely believes that that part is true. Like a, so you're saying like that's a lack of confidence then? Like- Not necessarily a lack of confidence. I think you can be the most confident person in the world and still have some insecurities. Um, I think it's more just the ability to separate me and you. You know? I, think, like, mm, I like the way how you put it. I really do because um, I agree first it's a ego thing maybe for the most part but for both follows and leads mm. and yeah. as you also said you can be the most confident person but there's always going to be insecurities we're all mm. human we might not have those insecurities all the time but let's say you're one of the most confident people and then someone suddenly says no to you and you never get a no or almost never you're going to start questioning so, yeah. that because you're not used to it mm-hmm. and then the final thing is i think as humans And maybe we don't want to do this on purpose, but we often think everything revolves around us. We have an influence on everything around us and we affect everything. I feel we as human beings put ourselves sometimes too high into situations where you have no business or it doesn't affect you or anyone around you. It affects only them, but you just, we like to insert ourselves into situations where we don't necessarily belong but we kind of believe we do and yeah and I I don't know I don't want to say that's a default but I kind of feel it's something we are we tend to do without even thinking I mean I've done it I can think I'm sure I've done it so many times but also just because I put myself in the situation and I'm like oh yeah I totally it, it has something to do with me when it had nothing to do with me because it's just something, I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. part of us just like to do that because, you know, I'm not really sure why, actually. Mm. I think, well, I think a lot of it, I, I do think part of it is human nature and just how we we are as we go through life <laughs> and start to develop more and more kind of um, internal wounds of of what we've experienced through life but the important thing to remember is you don't know what's going on in someone else's life like you're never gonna going to fully understand or know you know and like the reason why they said no shouldn't matter because you genuinely don't know what's going on And the next person will say, yes, there's so many people to dance exactly. with. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so many. Yeah. So many. My home is filled with 25 followers right now during Corona. Shush. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe not, not the best time to say no. this. No. <laughs> In general speaking. Yes, Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the picture of festival in Europe, like this place. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and like we said, you know, the next one might might say no, but the next person says yes. So why do we get hanged up, like hung up so much on that one no when in an entire evening you've had 150 yeses 
And then there yeah. was two no's. But then what we go is, oh, but those two people said no. It's like, yeah, crazy, right? With anything. Yeah. It takes nine positives to cancel out one negative or something like that, right? Crazy. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, thanks for uh, sharing all these uh, thoughts and experiences you had. It's okay. It's, it's been my pleasure. <laughs> no, really, thank I really like this topic and I'm so glad mm -hmm. you came and brought this topic up and that you're so passionate about this topic and that you teach this in classes and the, in your classes of dance. And I just feel like, honestly, it should be talked about more. Like you said, more people should educate it from the start at the beginning of every class. And feel okay to talk about it um, and just to try to remove themselves from the situation when there is a no or when there's a no in a verbal, uh, nonverbal cue. So I really do want to thank you. I really do appreciate it that you came with this topic, that you took the time to talk about it. And, you know, your analogies and the way you put things in a different perspective or a different way are, I think, very eye-opening. Um, and I think it's, it, it will be for many people out there. So really, thank you. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. I've I've had a blast. I absolutely love this topic so much. <laughs> how, how, how has it has it been fifty five minutes already? Oh my goodness! Whoa! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I hope others love it just as much as I did because I thoroughly like enjoy this. It, <laughs> yeah. Yay! Cool. Thank you so much, awesome. Where, where can people find you online or where, where do you teach normally? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Let's, let's do some permissions. Um, yeah. So, uh, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram on Facebook. It is Isabella McCrill. And then on Instagram, it is Isabella underscore McCrill. Whoa. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> really creative there. <laughs> but yeah, I teach. I, I'm based in Melbourne and usually around the city. But just give me contact. I also do online classes as well if you are on the other side of the world. Um, but yeah, just message me and I'll be happy to get in, in touch. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank Great. you, guys.